Welcome to Game Talk Radio. Your hosts, Greg and Jen, bringing you their take on this week's hottest gaming news. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 11 of Game Talk Radio. 11. 11, yeah. Which has a soft spot for me now that I've seen Stranger Things. Oh, sure. <laughs> anybody who's not seen it. You're wrong. You need to see it. You need to see it. It's very good. I usually don't recommend things so highly just because I don't want to set somebody up to be disappointed. But I, I found if you like 80s nostalgia, you will enjoy Stranger Things. Yeah, it was great. And we're we're currently almost finished with Westworld. Yes. We're on the finale of Westworld, which that show has been just awesome, too. That is very good. Uh, if you like the Wild West and Robots... You might enjoy and and boobs and boobs, yeah, and, and some and, hangdowns and butts, and there's some butts too. There's some butts. So all good things. I enjoy all good those things, things really. I I. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get right into it. So, all right, what have we got first? Well, it is kind of going through the grapevine that Ubisoft's For Honor is going back on a couple things that they said about the gameplay of it. Um, before they said that it was a full single-player campaign and you bought it for just that, you're going to be satisfied even if you never went online and played it multiplayer. Well, now they're going back on that and saying that you require a constant internet connection in order to play For Honor, even in single-player mode. Hmm. Yeah, I really don't like that. And that's been a trend. We talked about this not too long ago with something else, I don't remember what, but we mentioned things about being online all the time. And Diablo 3 had a single player and multiplayer, and they decided to merge the two so you had to be online the whole time to play that game. And so you had to be online the whole time to play that. You had to be online to play SimCity, the new one that came out, and that was a mess from launch. And so any game that requires you to be online typically struggles very heavily when it first comes out. And I don't understand, I guess what bothers me about this, besides the fact that you have to have a persistent internet connection and as we yeah. all remember from last holiday there was a big PSN and Xbox Live um outage mm -hmm. um so people were basically um you know taking like you know doing the um oh, I'm totally spacing out what it's called but basically like they they just keep pinging the servers it's not it's not hacking you know it's um doxing is that sound right no that's no, something else but anyway anyway it doesn't matter um um, DDoSing. Sorry, I knew I knew it. It was like killing me that I didn't know what it was. So they're like DDoSing these sites and and just causing stuff to crash. So you get, you know, obviously it's not gonna be out in time for Christmas, but you get for honor for Christmas, and some you know jerk holes decide that they just want to be funny and bring down PSN, you know, so they can tweet about it and pretend to be hackers. So they do that, and then and then you just can't play your game, you know. And then that you know, especially when it comes to the console experience, it makes no sense to me. Like, you don't have to worry about piracy on the console. So, piracy, which seems to be their main concern, on PC, I totally get that. I, I do understand it, and I know that it's still rampant on PC. But we've talked about piracy before, too, and it's like, if you offer the service better, people will use that service. Mm -hmm. And instead, they keep putting up, like, like Joe always complains about Uplay, but Uplay is the online platform that you have to be a part of to play Ubisoft's games online. Oh, sure. So you have your computer, and then you have to download a program called Uplay, and you connect to Uplay, then it opens up a menu, and then you pick what game you want to play, oh. and it opens up the game. That's the same thing that that Origin is for EA. Is you... that similar to, um, sorry, not to cut you mm -hmm. off, isn't that similar to how Blizzard has kind of the... I would say Start that Blizzard stream. has like a launcher. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's it's basically the same idea, which when you have all online games, it kind of makes sense to me. And I actually trust Blizzard to not make a piece of crap that's laggy and buggy. <laughs> but like, you know, and then like EA with their with Origin, they made it even worse. And like EA Origin, we used to make fun of this all the time when me, Austin, and Tony would play Battlefield and Jared would play Battlefield. Like, you had essentially what was like like think you had essentially a wall, and so if you won a match, you'd be like, "Oh, Greg just won a match and got twenty kills." Oh, and like you, early like Facebook. Facebook, like Facebook. <laughs> except the best part is you didn't have likes; you had whoas. Oh no way! Hua. So then, like me, Austin, and Tony, and Jared were just like whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's so amazing. Stupid. It was just, and it's just. Ugh. Well, and what they're saying is that the requirement to always have a constant internet connection doesn't indicate that it's a bad game. It's just, it's their way of trying to fight piracy 
I don't really understand the technical aspects of how that fights piracy, but that's not for me to know. Yeah. But people are still excited about it, but, you know, you're going to have to rely on your internet connection and Ubisoft not crashing in order for you to have a good experience playing this game. And that game looks amazing. Like, I'm very excited for For Honor, and I'll be the first to say, I probably wasn't going to play very much of it single player. I was going to play it mostly for multiplayer anyway. So, and I don't worry about constant internet connection here. Like, we have really good internet, and we're fine. Mm -hmm. But it's just frustrating when, I mean, from my perspective, when I'm selling the game, to people and just to be like, oh, hey, by the way, you got to be hooked to the internet all the time. And then people look at you like you're crazy. Like, we sell a lot of copies of Black Ops 3 for PS3 and 360. And they made that game both for last generation and current generation. The current generation has a full single player and a multiplayer. Oh, sure. The last generation only has multiplayer. So if somebody buys Black Ops 3 on PS3, all it is is the deathmatch side of it. So then when people bring it up, I'm like, hey, just so you know, this game doesn't have single player missions. It's just online only. And they look at you and they're like, Oh, or, or like Destiny. People bring up Destiny. I'm like, hey, just so you know, it's like an online game. It's like an MMO, like World of Warcraft, except a shooter. Oh, so you can't play it offline? No, it's all online. Oh, never mind. Like, that happens It's weekly. almost like you have to have a, you put a sticker on it. Yeah. Online well, we, only, we, online <laughs> only. It's funny you said that because we didn't do it to those games yet, but Dom was getting frustrated because so many people come to the counter with Yoshi's Safari for the Super Nintendo. Sure. Thinking it's like a Yoshi adventure game, and it's not. It it's isn't? A, it's a Super Scope game. So, like, you have to have the big shoulder cannon Super Scope. Oh, you're kidding. And it says it on there, but it's a little thing. It's just a little cursor, and it says Super Scope Required. So now on the label, we wrote Super Scope Required so that people hopefully will see that more. And That's again, funny. it doesn't make a difference to us, but we hate when someone's been shopping for like a half hour and they finally come to the counter with something. they're like, I love Yoshi. They're like, oh, I'm so excited to finally, we finally found the game we need. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to burst your bubble, folks. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, nerds. (laughs) Um, But but I think what really bothers me the most is like, there's there's not a reason to have to be online all the time for single player. Like, because if you think about it, say piracy is the issue then people could pirate the single player. They couldn't pirate the multiplayer. So if they pirate the single player, who ca- who cares, I guess, really, at that point? They're like, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, if they're going to they're gonna work that hard, they're going to steal the game anyway. So you might as well let them play it, and if they like it, maybe they'll tell their friends to play it, or then maybe they'll say, you know, this game is really fun. I'll start playing it online. i got to buy a legit copy. I don't know. But it, it just it doesn't make sense to me why they're so abrasive all the time. Like, they treat us, the the purchasing customers, like we're the criminals, you know? It just, it's frustrating to me when, when we have to jump through hoops because they think they're protecting themselves from, they're, they're making more work on us to protect themselves from, you know, we, we are still their customer, you know? The product's for us, and we're the ones keeping you alive by giving you money, so it'd be nice if we weren't treated like criminals, I guess, all the time. Like, that's how they kind of... I feel like that's how they treat us with stuff like this. I mean, you bring up a good point. It is It is to protect their IP. Isn't that called their information? Mm-hmm. Or, oh my God. Intellectual property. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I know, I know their what that means. information popsicle. Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> I totally spaced on what it meant. But I knew what it meant. Hey, I couldn't remember DDoSing earlier. So. Uh, well, there we go. We both have two brain farts. We both suck and we're awful. Cool. We're terrible people. And we have low self-esteem. I don't know why. <laughs> Get away from that. <laughs> Just... You're going to light your hair on fire. <laughs> so moving on. Moving on. Nintendo. Greg, we are going to Japan four years too early. Yes. What the... You know what? Should we push the trip off? Should we push... <laughs> Should we push the Japan trip just off because this news is <laughs> no, important? No, I think what it means is that we just have to go back in four years. Well, <laughs> that it could mean that. But also what's great is this is also coming to the U.S. But let's not keep you in suspense let's, anymore. Let's not, let's not keep you in suspense. <laughs> uh, Universal Studios Japan is opening a their first theme park attraction called Super Nintendo World. Yes. And opening in 2020, I think I said that. But we don't know much so far, but they have published some patent applications for some rides. Right. So so it wasn't new news that this was coming. Like, they had talked about a partnership a while back. So we, we never really made mention of it because it was really early stages. It was kind of like when they made, like, oh, Marvel's going to have uh, a thing at, you know, Universal Studios. Like, okay, cool, Marvel and whatever. And then just kind of forget about it because it takes 500 years to build a park. But 
now we finally got some patent information came out. So now, of course, the internet, as always, is just rife with uh, with, with um, speculation. S- speculation. Thank you very much. We're and having hard times with yeah, this today. Yeah, I'm I'm tired. Honestly, I'm I'm like burned out this whole week. <laughs> I leading the day well, the weeks leading up to Christmas, Christmas. are so busy for mm-hmm. us that like my mind is like trying to focus. I did the Madden matchup earlier, like the Madden simulation for the Packer game, and I'm like. Ugh, like, I'm just burned today. And I worked all day, but... Right. So, uh, so anyway... But Universal's new patents make it look like we can expect something like a Mario Kart game? Yeah, so that's Or a called... Do- Donkey Kong Minecart, because they have a patent from, for something called a Boom Coaster. Yeah. And that... a very Mario Kart-like drift racer that seems to that they can have one or two people in the cart. So it may, might see some double dash action. Well, action. That, that would be great. And be of course, amazing. the boom coaster, people are speculating that it's, it has to do with Donkey Kong. And if you remember Donkey Kong Country, you would ride mine carts. Yeah. And so it would be interesting if there was a mine cart sort of experience. Uh, and then, of course, there's a series of tweets where people are... Yeah, there's a series of tweets where people are basically saying everything that needs to be there, yes. or they'll be pissed. Like a rainbow road. Make yeah. a rainbow road so that everyone will yeah. die. <laughs> like, like, make a rainbow road with, you know, oh, no safety features. No, no seatbelts in the ride, just loop-de-loops nope, and people just, fall out you just all the fall time. out. But, you know, there's obviously going to be, like, a ton of clouds, so you're cool. So let's, um, so let's do this for a little bit of fun on this article. So... What ride would you like to see from what mm, Nintendo franchise? Yeesh. So so imagine just roller coasters and stuff, yeah, nothing crazy. So you've got some really good franchises like Metroid. Mm-hmm. You could do this awesome one where you're essentially going maybe through like space and then maybe you land on a planet. You know, it's yeah. almost like it's an adventure ride and you're going through. Um or it could just be called like you know, the, the gravity suit or something like that, mm-hmm. and it just shows, you know, or, or the screw attack or whatever would be some sort of themed, you know, Metroid thing, which would be just awesome. Um, F-Zero is kind of like a futuristic racing game, which, you know... Well, I mean, does it does it have to be from a certain system? No, not at all. I mean, really, anything Nintendo-based, so... Because you could do... What I love, I love Super Mario 64. Okay. It's got amazing music. Mm-hmm. It's got great levels. It's very character driven. You could totally do something with that. Maybe not even make it a coaster. Maybe make it like a VR or a. Well, uh, what if you like had like one a of those interior cause, ones? Because typically the way that it works is they take like a common theme and they just turn it into a roller coaster ride. Right. So what if you had like what's the most famous one when you have to race the penguin? Yeah. Right. You could yeah. turn that into a roller coaster. That would That'd be, be cool. really cool. But I mean, there there's so much that you can do because their their games span decades and also all different sorts from RPG to you know any of that. How would you do how would you do a Legend of Zelda roller coaster? Um well obviously you would have to I would think it would be the best to do it either Ocarina of Time Mm -hmm. Where it would just really be, you know, I mean, a lot of Zelda games take place in forests, so it's not going to be really that difficult. Sure. Well, I was thinking, what if you had a totally, like, a, a essentially a ground ride, so it wouldn't go too high, no spins or anything. What if you're on Epona, essentially, is the oh. idea? And maybe you're going through, like, a countryside, so you're going yeah. through trees and brushes, and then you go, like, up a mountain or up a mm-hmm. hill, and, you know, like, that could be really cool. And then you go through a cave, maybe, and then, yeah. you know, you're riding through a cave, and there's... You know, I, I think I mean, it'd be cool. You could do anything. You can do Yoshi. Like, it, like it doesn't even have Yoshi, to be a roller ca- roller coaster. You could do Yoshi riding or whatever, and have an experience like that. You could have an entire wing devoted to certain franchises. Like, mm-hmm. here's the Mario one. Here's the Link one. Here's every, you know, here's Pokemon. Or is Pokemon Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah, I think they'd have the rights to that, yep. yep. So you can, there's so many different things that you can incorporate, and it could really be very, like a friend of mine just got a job as um, as one of the faces, a faced character. So when you apply to work and you audition for Disney, you have to, uh, there's two types. There's either like the characters that are in a costume, and that's not necessarily as important what you look like. But then they have like actual named, faced characters, like your Aladdins, your Jasmines, your princesses, okay. and all of that. But what he talked about was how 
amazingly like it's such it's such a family oriented type community and it everything that they do is for a reason and hmm. and they they pride themselves on having a certain look and a certain way of of behaving and a lot of rules and regulations about just you know you, your haircut your your clothing yeah everything like that they have the opportunity nintendo has the opportunity to create something as magical and as impacting as something like Disney World. Yeah. Because it's just as important to some people as Disney is to others, you know? Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, I think it also shows is how much video games have come along mm-hmm. over the last couple years, and, and especially, but over the last couple decades, I guess, really. So it's cool because it just shows how, like, serious it's getting and, and how, you know... I mean, I don't know what other... Because, like, Sony, I couldn't see Sony doing a Universal Studios series of rides. Like, I know I could come up with some, but they're not as, the franchise isn't as historic as Nintendo. You know, so I think it's pretty cool. And it's funny that, you know, there's so much pride about that. Like, Angry Birds was developed by a company that was based in Finland. And I've been to Finland, and I've gone to a theme park in Finland and they had an entire wing devoted to just Angry Birds. Now, where else would you see that other than Finland? They're very proud of it. (laughs) They're very proud because it gave a name to this little company that created this game and everybody has played it practically. It's just, I think they have a real opportunity here to create something that's sustainable, not something that's just like a, oh, we're going to have this exhibit for a couple years and then we're going to find the next thing yeah and and i know a lot of people are curious about where it's going to go obviously we were joking about japan because it's going to hit it should open in japan in four years Mm -hmm. and i believe they're going to probably bring it to california and florida but i know like i was talking to somebody who's been to the florida one who's lived in the area and he was saying that there's literally no room in that park so they have to take something out or buy more land but it's all wetland well they were even saying they're like there's there's no more expansion room so what Mm -hmm. they'd have to do essentially is get rid of something but they have apparently a lot of old nickelodeon stuff in there oh sure that they can move out Mm -hmm. so you know but then of course then in 20 30 years nintendo could be gone and you know mario's wild ride might be taken down for whatever new thing is big it, but it could very well be and i mean it is the nature of these theme parks to create something that's sustainable mm-hmm. disney has backing it you know decades upon decades of people remembering and and i mean they still have it's a small world they still have future land or was it tomorrowland tomorrowland the the um what what's the Wild West one? Wild Wild West? No, that's that's a movie. Five Goes West? <laughs> no, that's that's another movie. Um <laughs> Frontierland, that's what okay, it's called. Okay. And I only know about Frontierland from Bill and Ted's great <laughs> excellent adventure. Well that's a good reason to know it. Anyway, so, so there cool. you go. It's so, yeah. cool. We'll have to go back and see it. And I don't want it to be all Mario stuff, but if it was, I would be okay with that. But it, it would be cool if it was like the Mushroom Kingdom and, and you went around to different rides and it was, mm-hmm. I mean, even if it was all Mario themed, I'd get over it, but there should be a Star Fox ride. There should be a Metroid, a Zelda, and Mario stuff, but that's just my oh, take. I really hope they do like a Peach Castle. Oh, that'd be so cool, yeah. Well, what if they even did something like a Splatoon paintball arena? Because, you know, in that game, like, your inklings yeah. would shoot inklings. I think I there's, mean, cool. there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for doing different types of attractions. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it could go. Yeah, definitely, I think. So, what's up next? Well, it seems that Twitch uh, has a crusade against garbage live chat. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the toxic, sort of racist, homophobic... People not loving one another kind of speak. And downright vile comments. Just terrible thing. It's a swamp. It's just terrible. But what they did on Monday, the streaming platform released an auto automated moderation feature called AutoMod that some streamers say is already a game changer in their streams. Yeah, so the idea is that because you, you can set up a lot of stuff, like, you can set up a lot of bots to be in your channels in Twitch to run a lot of stuff for you. So Twitch now officially has something called the auto mod, which is going to take care of a lot of that stuff. So it obviously looks for certain, and you get to set it as the streamer, you get to set 
like how, how yeah how strict it mm-hmm. is so you if you still want to have people being able to have make jokes and be funny you can but you can you can crank it up especially a lot of female streamers do it because they feel like they get abused verbally so horribly yeah um and so it's it's pretty cool and what's what's neat is that people are actually saying it's good like whenever you hear about something like this you always worry that it's going to not work and they're saying it worked really well and and you know I like that it's configurable by the streamer themselves because some people don't want that toxic environment. They don't want slurs. They don't want people swearing. They want to just feel free to live stream, as this article says, live stream yourself eating omelets. (laughs) Well, it gets gets so weird. Like, viewers get really weird sometimes. Like, we didn't, we wouldn't have a lot, but me and Dave used to stream on PlayStation 4 when it first came out. And we were doing, like, um, we would, I would take some of my rare games over there, and we actually did, like, essentially a show where we would, we'd be like, hey, these are our rare games, we'd talk about them, we'd answer questions from people, and it was just really fun. And we'd be sitting there, and then all of a sudden, one person would just be like, hey, have the, have the balding one kiss the fat one. Like, 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 it's just, like, like, they're just trying to be vile on purpose, you know, and, like, they're trying to get a rise out of you, and I, I find it hilarious, you know, and apparently someone else was streaming with Dave one time, and, like, he had his shoes off, and his socks were, like, dirty on the bottom, and they just, like, wouldn't let it go about how dirty his socks were. People on the internet are jerks. And then, you know, they're just talking about how, or, and then, like, one of the guys was on there, like, what happened to the other guy? Did this fat guy eat him? Like, it was just crazy, you know, and just, it's nuts. They're trying to, like, you know... The, and not that not that those things would be stopped by something like Automod. I don't think it would. And you still have your own, like, you still have your own stream defenders, like your own mods and stuff in there to take care of the stuff you want them to, to kick people out, give people timeouts and stuff. This just acts as like the initial wall. Mm-hmm. So like a bunch of a bunch of people are shooting arrows at you, and like like they actually make a good analogy. Like Twitch is pitching it as the moderators are the sword. And AutoMod is the shield. Oh, I it's like cool, that. You know? That's a nice kind of, for, analogy. For us geeks, they did a good job. They know their base. Well, and I do think that this is a really good thing, as you mentioned earlier, for female streamers. Now, I know that some want the attention because they wear, like, the boob shirts and they get all ready and stuff. <laughs> what's, what's a boob shirt? It's a shirt that accentuates your puppies. Okay, okay. So but it's usually... I thought that was like a brand or no, something. No, no, no. It's usually a lower cut. Okay. Like it's, a v-neck or something? It's, you would normally wear a push-up bra with it to, to kind of lift, lift things up. Lift the ladies? Up. Lift the girls right? up? Lift the girls up. Okay. But, I mean, if I'm... Just to, like, if I, like, I haven't done streaming because I know how terrible people are and how mean people can be. And I just want to share what I'm doing in the game that I'm playing or, like, talk about it. Like, I just want to do that. I'm not here to be called a cam whore and I'm not here to be called a slut or take off your top or blah, blah, blah. Which the stuff that people are saying to me and Dave, and we're ugly dudes. So I can't even imagine the stuff. Well, I can't imagine it and I've seen it. And it's awful that people just go there right away. Like, it, it really is, like, the anonymity mm-hmm. of the internet caused this unbelievable wave of just saying whatever, like... No filter. Well, it's, it's like, but it's not even that it's not a filter. It's like, whatever, like, prehistoric, you know, like, whatever's in the back of your brain that, mm-hmm. like, you can't control this just, like, very caveman-esque, you know... I just, I, I live on urges and impulses, and I just spit them out there. Like, it just makes me mental that, that people can't control that. No, and and then the on the internet, though, they can, they just but they just openly don't. Like, it's almost like it's freeing for them. I was just going to say, I've made a connection while, while you were saying that, because something kind of clicked. It's almost like a fetish. I, I think it's more, I, I could see that, but I think it's almost more, it's, it's like you said, it's the attention. You know, well, these might right, be people it's, that it's, the, you know, it's needing right. that and getting getting off on it, however they decide to do that. But it's just like you said, a freeing sort of look at this. I can say whatever I want because I'm on the internet, and it's it's funny to see. Like I just was reading this art. It was one of those like it wasn't a Buzzfeed. It was kind of, but it was kind of like mm-hmm. that where it was like people who are dumb on the internet kind of thing. And <laughs> sure. some girl on Twitter it posted this. Thing, tagging American Airlines. It's like, oh, American Airlines, I'm going to be taking a flight and I'm going to... And she essentially alluded to the fact that she was going to, like, um, cause mass harm 
or okay. like bring a bomb or something. And American Airlines actually uh, replied and said, we take these threats very seriously. We forwarded your IP address and Twitter handle to the FBI, mm -hmm. I think they said. Oh, and then she like posted like eight comments right after. I was just kidding. I'm just a girl. You gotta be, no, you can't do this. It was my friend and me. You get her IP address instead. It's like, sorry, but you kind of right. screwed the pooch well, on this. There's like a sense of, and that's not even being anonymous. That's just, no, like that's different just from dumb. just being some random username in a chat room. That's actually like your name and, right. oh gosh. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's the comment section on YouTube and chats and things like that. I, I've I've moderated some of Jared's chats. Like me and Austin have moderated a lot of his. Ugh, and yeah, um, this, I I just I can't even imagine well, how gross some people but, are. But there's that. But then there's also this other side. Like they just want to be recognized by the person they like. And it's really strange because like they'll be in chat and there'll be one guy. I just always remember this. I don't know why, but he's just like. Uh, you know, and it's something like, Jared's got like 500 people watching him play Monster Hunter or something, and we're just kind of in there BSing, and I, I don't even try to talk to Jared in the chat. Mm -hmm. Every now and then I will, because he'll be like, oh, hey, Greg, what's up? And then we'll, you know, we'll catch up, because I'll just kind of pop into his chats. I don't, he doesn't like invite me in or anything. I just kind of pop in and say, hey, dude, what's up? And so sometimes he'll notice me, and sometimes he won't, because he stays out of chat a lot. <clears throat> but then there was like one person who goes, hey, Jared, what's your favorite game? Like, just some really generic question that, like, he's clearly been asked probably 10 billion times. Mm -hmm. To be fair, not from this person, probably. But, right. And then, and then five minutes later, hey, Jared, what's your favorite game? Like, he just keeps asking the same question that eventually just goes, well, it, it's really nice being ignored when you're a big fan and just people don't care and don't read the chat. And you're like, well, hold on. Like, Wait a second. He's not ignoring you. He's just ignoring all the chat. Like, And, and also, right. one thing about streaming, to anybody out there who's never done it, like, I did it for the gaming marathon, and I've done it before with Jared, and I've done it on my own. Like, on paper, streaming's kind of cool, but, like, the actual streaming's kind of frustrating because I like to interact with people and talk to people, and then I'm trying to play the game, and people keep chatting, and I'm like, oh, and I'm always mm -hmm. looking at the number of followers, and I'm always looking at the chat, and, like, I'm, I'm not even playing the game at this point. Like, I'm not enjoying it, so I can understand why. And Jared was playing something pretty involving. Like, if we're playing Monster Hunter, like, we can't be reading chat while we're fighting a monster. Sure. And, uh, so, but it was just really, so there's like this kind of weird, like they just want to have that connection with the person. And then I think when they don't get it, they essentially lash out kind of like when we were talking about earlier, like where they're almost like they're little, they're children and, and mentally, obviously, cause all these people I believe are adults. Oh yeah. Uh, age, sure. age wise, you know, and, and it just, it's weird to me though. And, it, and it's, it's frustrating because no one should have to like, like right now it's, oh, if you want to be a streamer, you better have thick skin. Mm -hmm. Well, why? It's, it's it, even kind of the same thing like with a football player or, or a, a sports star, right? So a sports star, they're like, well, you know, they always criticize him if he's getting followed by the paparazzi and he like snaps on him. And it's like, well, when he signed up to play football and make all this money, he didn't like, I mean, he obviously knew, but it shouldn't, it's not his fault that like the media stalks him to his house and is out at every restaurant when he goes out to eat and stuff right. like that. You know, it's not, and you can't look at him and say, well, he gets paid big money. He, no, that doesn't. That doesn't give you a, that shouldn't entitle yeah. somebody to, to demand attention. And really it, it comes down to that. It's a sense of entitlement. I'm giving you my attention, so you better you listen. Me. You yeah. owe me something. Which, which we're, I was going to go into more entitlement when we get to our last story mm -hmm. too. Um, yes. because that, that's a perfect example of what we're talking about there too. So we'll kind of tack it up to that, but it's a good thing. So, um, Love TLDR, <laughs> um, there's a new auto mod for Twitch and it's going to be great. Well and it's going to be working Twitch. good. So good. At least we're trying to, you know, fight this, this hateful stupidity that's so rampant in the internet. We're Ugh. fighting it one website at a time. So people and people are jerks and I'm sorry if people are mean to you on the internet. Mm -hmm. But they're jerks. Virtual hugs for everybody. Virtual hugs. Well, Greg, did you know <laughs> that the Nintendo Switch is going to be less powerful than the PlayStation 4? Oh my god, I, I oh my gosh. That's breaking news to me. <laughs> that is, it's, it's breaking news to me that a handheld that plugs into your TV is going to be less powerful than a dedicated home gaming machine. Oh my god. Who would have you know thought? what? I'll bet you. Do you think the Switch is is less powerful than a fifteen hundred dollar PC too? Probably. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Well, Nintendo's doomed. Oh, doomed. they're doomed. They're doomed. It's over. Nintendo's over. Everybody they're sell done. your stocks they're now. Done. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Okay, so this is what I file into the uh, duh cabinet <laughs> over here. Like, 
what this isn't even a story like it's not a story. stuff like this really frustrates me because we already went through the um well we're currently engaged in the uh the resolution wars <coughs> resolution gate <coughs> doing my fake karate chops here Resol- resolution gate where so a game's going on a ps4 it's gonna be it's gonna be 960p well, on Xbox One, it runs at 1080p. Like, what? But the 960p on PlayStation is 60 frames a second. What? Oh, well, the Xbox version is only 30 frames a second. What? Oh, man, Xbox sucks. Oh, PlayStation sucks. Oh, PlayStation is the best. Oh, Xbox is the best. I can't handle it. Uh-huh. It just, it, it just, I just want to just, like, flip this table right now, and I want to <laughs> just shake the microphone and just smash myself in the head until I fall asleep forever. Nailed down the table. Yeah. <laughs> I'll forget it's nailed down. I'll, I'll forget it's nailed I'll forget. Down. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> okay, well, where do we get on this? Okay. Well, I think what we can really boil it down to is that, as you mentioned, it's not a secret. It's a handheld that has some sort of input to your TV. Yeah, it is a handheld. The system is designed as a handheld that just happens to be playable at home with detachable controllers. So it's not, a, like you said, a, not a dedicated right. system that would stay at home. It's meant to be portable and... It doesn't, we still don't even really know. I mean, this is still, isn't this all speculation still? Or do they have hard evidence there, about it? There's there's a website that's, uh, GamesBeat is reporting that they have two sources telling you about the type of processors that are in the Switch. Mm. So if that ends up being true, then based on that information, they've made the assumption that it's going to be less powerful than the PS4 based on the type of processors they're using, which is true. Like, I don't I don't disagree with the article. I think I'm already jumping the gun. I'm already, like, getting irritated at people that are, like, saying that the it's going to flop and that it's, like, it's, oh, if it's less powerful... It's just, like, oh, like, people, people are already saying that it's less powerful than a three-year-old machine, then it's going to fail. And it's, like, but it's not the same thing. It's no. If you could take your PS4... Take it off the out of the wall, like unplug it from the wall, and then just take it with you. Mm-hmm. And it was less powerful than that. Then okay, apples to apples, oranges to oranges. That's you have to compare. Right. And so what I do like about this article is that one of the things they talked about, which realistically this is something again people are going to complain about, but let's look at the actual thing they're saying. So they say there's speculation that in order to accommodate more intensive games, the tablet screen, so you got it on the handheld, has the option to drop to 540p. And then they say right here in parentheses which is what the Vita runs at. So when you have a portable, you can run at lower resolutions and the screen will still look amazing because it's a smaller screen. Right. So, it and if the Vita runs at 540 at maximum, this could even look better than the Vita. Now again, you could argue the Vita is four years old, I think, if not more, four or five maybe, I don't remember, but it's, it's old, it's old as dirt. And uh, so there's the Vita, I think it's four years old. Um, it obviously should be more powerful than the Vita. But power isn't everything when it comes to a handheld. And exactly. and that's clearly not the focus of the Switch. It's never been Nintendo's focus. Like, ever. It's Nintendo's never once been like, let's put the most powerful system on the market. Like They've never done that. They always do their style. They always do their thing, which I feel, again, like I talked about this a couple weeks ago, like, I'm I'm the one, like, I'm the hero that Nintendo didn't didn't deserve or whatever. Like, I don't know why I'm always the one fighting for Nintendo here when I, I bash them all the time. Right. It well, makes me crazy. I think just because there's so much, like, it's different when you're out there, you're playing the system that's currently on the market, and you want to complain about it. It's mm-hmm. different. This this system hasn't even come out yet. How, yeah. how can people complain because they haven't played a game and experienced it? It's... It's all this sort of up in the air. You're not really sure. You can't really compare it to the Vita because the Vita is a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. And it really bothers me that people are thinking that just because it's not as powerful as a dedicated home console that it's going to suck. Right. But I'm still going to buy one mm-hmm. because I really like the, the idea of it. Yeah, and and I like the idea. I like the idea of them using their resources for one console, one console that does two things, but one console nonetheless. So we're just one we're just device. so spoiled because you know we have these giant TVs now. You've got sixty five inch TVs, and yeah, okay, you're gonna want that to look nice because it's humongous. But not everybody has that size mm. TV, so you just. You gotta pick your battles, people. Yeah, it sounds almost like people are entitled. 
No, but all joking aside, it's just our it's, theme. It just yeah, <laughs> the theme of the show is entitlement. Great, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I'm entitled to not have a show based around entitlement. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Like I don't understand where people are already starting to like you know blast it, and it's this silly console wars. Like just the idea that you pick a side. Like everything has to be a battle, right? You know, and again, I, I you know me, guys. I'm not I'm not going political here, but it's the same thing. Like pol- in politics, you have to pick a team. Mm-hmm. In in consoles, you have to pick a team, and oh, you have to pick PC or console. And you, why do why why do you have to pick one side or the other? That's stupid. It's so you should just like what you like. Yeah, I have everything. Like I love games. Like I, I'll be honest, I'm the first one to say it. I don't play my Xbox One a lot, and I I'm really critical of Microsoft. But I just bought Dead Rising Four. I have Dead Rising 3. I have a ton of Xbox 360 games and regular Xbox games. That Alan Wake one looks cool. Alan Wake is amazing. You got, looks cool. You, we got to play that. Just from um, the cover, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Reminds me of The Abyss. Um, I wish that it had come out on PlayStation so that more people could have played it. Because like, it's just one of those games I wish had been multi-platform. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just silly to me. And these, these console wars and like PC Master Race and all this nonsense. Like, You know what? Everything's great. Like, everything has great stuff on it. And I know not everyone can afford everything, and I'm really lucky that I, I work at a game store so I can get what I want a lot differently than a lot of people do. But it's just like, come on, you know? I Come on, everybody. It's, we don't have to pick a side. We don't have to bash the other side. You can win without tearing down the other side. It's so true. And I, I've said that all the time, like, when it comes to, like, my store. Like, I don't I don't become a better store by knocking down the competition. I become a better store by doing the things I do really well and to keep doing the things I do well and to keep treating customers well. I don't push myself higher by keeping and slapping down the competition. You know, like, like there's so many opportunities to be like, you know, someone comes in, oh, I bought this here and it, it was broken and I could just be like, oh, I'm just start trashing that store. But I have broken stuff too. You know, like, let's not be hypocrites and let's let's be responsible adults. Let's be, let's be real, you know, and let's, let's just be responsible consumers and let's not be haters of everything like again positivity you know positivity that's, that's my theme ah so anyway you know um long story short uh yeah it is what it is i mean the switch was never gonna be more powerful than the ps4 or the xbox one right I don't, I don't nobody know. claimed it was going to be yeah either. nintendo didn't come out and say like you better hold on to your socks kids because this thing's gonna blow you away no they were like hey it's gonna be a handheld that can hook up to your tv as soon as i heard that i was like okay cool it's probably gonna use mobile processors which mm-hmm. it does, yep. because it's got to have a good battery life, which we want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, okay, cool. Well, and we like thought I said, that before too that it was it was going to be almost like a laptop yeah. version. <laughs> and so this is my my duh shelf. So I'm just going to file that neatly under duh, and let's oh, move on. Okay. Because and and you know I'm trying to stay positive today, babe. I'm trying to stay positive. Yep. This next article, this is not helping. No, it's we've not. had we've had a whole bunch of bad ones in a row. Like this is tough. Well, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, we, okay. which we've talked about, which about is, how, you know... Which is already a hot topic for us. Right, because, you know, oh, you can spend this much and get the game, but you can't buy it by itself. Mm-hmm. All that debacle. Well, it has recently got an, gotten an update that includes microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> Transactions of the micro variety. Wait, hold on, hold on. but here's here's a little bit of a silver lining it's while it does bring it a little bit closer to this idea of you need to pay to win it doesn't seem like it's going in that direction it's gonna be it says that it's gonna be heavily mirrored on the stuff introduced in advanced warfare to contain parts which is basically the same as salvage. So it'll be items, but not something that will help you win. It's just more yeah. like better gear, better skins, better junk, you know, that kind of stuff. Better junk. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's very appropriate. Isn't so, that what it is? Parts? Salvage? It's junk. Right next to the duh shelf, I have uh, I'm not shocked shelf. <laughs> That's where we're going to file this today. Because who I guess who didn't see this coming? Like, obviously they're going to do map packs and stuff. We all probably saw that coming. But 
this goes to a larger point that irritates me as well, but I do not like at all games that charge a fee to play or to buy and then do microtransactions. It really seems tacky to me. Like, and this actually kind of molds into our next conversation um, slightly. So, but as we're talking about this one, it's like. You already bought the game. Where do you, I, I just almost kind of feel like, and maybe I sound entitled now, but I just feel like, where do you get off? Charge me a full price for a game because this game you cannot get for less than $80. Mm-hmm. Not counting Black Friday discounts and stuff, of course. So this game's 80 bucks. You have to buy, you have to get tacked out with another piece of crap game you don't want. Just to play this, so you're already $80, and they feel like they're not making enough money off of the millions of people that are paying $80 for this thing, so now we have to like open up an additional revenue stream. Now, of course, totally optional. You don't need it. It's not game-breaking. It's not like you can get extra guns that make you more powerful. But it just it doesn't feel right to me. I don't know why. And it's the same thing even with a game I love. We were talking about this earlier. I love Rocket League. I was playing a couple matches before we did this. I love Rocket League. But the fact that they have these these crates that you get and you buy keys and you... I just... Eh. Well, it just makes I, my head want to explode. Like, that game... Why is, why is buying that game not enough for them? And that's kind of where we led to. Where, you know, you've got your free apps that you can download on your smartphone or your tablet that are free to download. Like but, Super Mario Run that came out today? Yes, it did come out today. I downloaded it and did not get a chance to play it. I played for about ten minutes. Ah. <sighs> curses. Well, I told you. You got that. I've got that on you, though. Yeah, you... I owe you big time. (laughs) Anyway, um, something like Candy Crush. Like, I'll play Candy Crush on my lunch of, you know, 30 minutes of playing it and whatever, and when I'm done, I'm done. I'm not playing it for hours on end, but there is the option of doing microtransactions. I don't do it. To me, I don't need it. (laughs) And, and it And it was a free game. It was a free game. That you can essentially almost play without having... Like, they, the later levels get pretty ridiculous, as you know. But they did make an update... Well, they have made updates that makes it a little bit easier. Like I mentioned to you before we started recording this, you get more items now than you did when you first downloaded okay. the, the app. Like, when I downloaded it several years ago, and it was still fairly new... They gave you some items, but then you never got any items after that. Well, now they've kind of instituted this idea of, well, we'll give you a bunch of free items because you'll become dependent on these Mm -hmm. items. And because you're using them, you will use them all up, and then you won't have them. And then you're kind of in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. But then you've got this daily spin where you can spin to get an item every day. Well, now you're already in the app, so why don't you play? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a... An amazing business model. I'm just not their target customer because right. I can wait. Because you have self-control? Yes. <laughs> you're not their peak customer because you can handle your urges and not yes. and not have such impatience that you're holding onto this phone and being like, oh, I'm one thing away from beating this level and oh, I don't want to wait 20 minutes. So I'm just going to just buy it. Or, you know, buy extra moves. It's right. just like, you know, that level, just because I get five <laughs> extra moves doesn't mean I'm going to win. N- nothing would make me happier than someone buying like 20 more moves and then still losing. <laughs> like, can you imagine the rage that person feels? But anyway, I don't want to get too hung up on this because it just it just pisses me off, to be frank. So it is what it is. Um, a lot of games do this now. It's like same thing with Overwatch. And as you guys know, I'm not like an Overwatch lover here and I don't hate the game, but I don't think that a game like that should have been um it feels like a free to play game to me. So I feel like the same way like if if Rocket League was free to play and they started doing crates and stuff like and buying customizable stuff like I'm I'm cool with that. But I'm not cool with it with games you paid for and I'm especially not cool with it from a company like Activision that knows better. Uh-huh. And is just milking its people for all it's worth. And, and that's, that's what they always really do. That's really what it is. It's just it's that People are afraid to miss out, and they want the best stuff, and so they're going to spend money because they can talk about it and brag about it. Right. But, you know, you bought it. It's the similar thing, you know, going back to Blizzard, when you mentioned Overwatch, there's a store for World of Warcraft, and you can buy mounts, you can buy pets, you can buy... Anything you can buy like automatic levels to 100. Like, yeah. You know. To me, it's just, I think it's much more satisfying to... Go out, seek it, try to get that drop, or get lucky and get that drop when you weren't even looking for it. But I mean, it's there. It's an easy way to. Yeah. It's an easy way to get what you want. 
without well, having and, to put any effort. And they do unique stuff, though, too. Like, there's That's no true. other way to get it, which actually irritates me, too, because the <laughs> only way to get that is to buy it. Is to buy it. And then, but then what's really funny is you look and you go, God, that's cool. That mount is really mm-hmm. cool. It's like a robotic fire horse or something. Or it's like that constellation yeah. horse. Yeah. So you see that and you're like, that's really cool. And then you see somebody in the game riding around and you're like, he's bought that. That guy bought it for 20 bucks. He bought that. What a loser. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I've almost clicked by like a hundred times. <laughs> but I mean, but. I went, and I think I've talked about this before. I went out and I wanted that cloud serpent that's available yep. in Pandaria. So I busted my... You but worked your tail off for that one. To, to get that. And when I finally did, I'm like, I did it. I, I did it. I set my mind to it, and I got it. And then so. we, we farmed that instance, and I got that rare mountain drop after five tries. Yeah. Remember that? That was cool. Yeah, after we split parties. Yeah, Because split you parties. thought it would be faster, and then I couldn't get back into the instance because I did it too many <laughs> yeah. times in one hour. Yeah, that's no, the No, I one. don't remember that at all. Yeah, that's, that's the one I remember. No. Okay, so the so this actually leads into what essentially is our main story, but it's it's whatever. We, it's this, whole, this whole thing just kind of ran into the whole the main story. So I came across this article, and I found it really funny when I read the headline. So the headline is from the developer of Rust, which is Gary Newman, also uh, created Gary's Mod. So Gary Newman says, if you're bored of the game, referring to Rust, then just stop playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that and I was like, "Oh, haha! He's he's really getting back at those he's guys so that are clever. complaining." I'm like, he, "He's just you know ribbing them and essentially saying, you know what? I'm sick of listening to people complain all the time. Just here, put it in your butt." And then he goes on to uh, share this image on Reddit, which is outstanding image. It's great. It's, so it, it's a flowchart. It's a flow, and I um, love flowcharts. I'm a fan. I'm a fan I of flowcharts. Flow uh, so this flowchart, uh, if you don't know, a flowchart is basically just like a diagram of how things would work. So programmers arrows. use it. There's arrows and like windows, right? So it's basically a path of uh, a cycle and, and a path of progression Mm -hmm. i guess you would say yeah that's a good way to say it so this it's a white paper i'll try to describe it best i can it's a white piece of paper and there's a big red error 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 uh, arrow arrow saying you are here so uh, the red arrow says you are here and the box is complaining on reddit (laughs) then there's three path there's three basically three continuations either uh or three what if scenarios or possibilities it's the devs not listening the devs are not professional or the game's going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three all bad things. All three of these lead to one other box that says appeasing dev blog, which basically means that that they fix something. That they, they basically have a blog come out and say, Oh, we're gonna fix all the things you guys are complaining about. Then it says two months later, there's a big update. From big update you go down to praise. Hooray! Then two months later you go to boredom. And one month, you go back up to complaining on Reddit. So it's a cycle. It just never it's ends. Never ends. And so cycle. I looked at this, too, and I was like, oh, that's funny. He's really, mm-hmm. like, he's he's cheeky, man. He's really kind of coming at these guys and, and really just, you know, taking the intelligent side but making making a joke. Right. And then he goes, and then, and then he, he offers up an extended comment addressing the chart uh, of the community's love it, get bored, complain cycle. So... Here's what he said. Um, he said, I'm noticing a pattern and we need to address it. It's something we need to get past as a community, not only because it's getting boring, but because it has wider implications. We're stuck in a ping pong loop. We release an update. You love it for a month. You get bored. You blame the system. You bitch for a few months. Then we release another update and the same thing happens. My worry is that this is going to be a constant thing. We're not going to hit a point where you go, yep, don't change anything. Keep it like it is. Because it's not one particular system is much better than the other. It's just that one is fresher than the other. So that's uh, everything he said in a nutshell, end quote. So that's everything he said in a nutshell. And, and it makes such an interesting point. Because this goes to a larger issue I have with early access games in general. Because this game is still in early access. For like three years. It's got to be three years. Um... Is it, oh, did I, oh, it's there. I was to say because I know for a fact at least two and a half because I was playing this at my old apartment. Oh wow! And I've had the house here now for two years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, okay. So that's you know, and but but it's interesting because at first I thought he was just being funny and and taking on the trolls and the whiners and complainers, but he actually is like essentially concerned, and uh, and he said he goes on to say. Um, I know this probably sounds pretty dismissive, but that's not how I want it to be. I'm trying to be pragmatic. If you're interested in the game, if you play it regularly and still get enjoyment when you play, we're definitely interested to hear what you think. 
We especially love hearing your stories, watching your videos, and seeing your screenshots and paintings. All things that this subreddit has been very low on. So he's complaining that the people basically... Well, they're complaining. They're only complaining. They're only complaining. They're not doing anything positive. And he says, if we want to leave early access, then breaking this loop has to be part of that plan. We have a pretty good idea of how to push forward with Rust, but none of it is going to make the game more appealing to people that have spent their last 1,000 hours hating it. Wow. And so, yeah, so he's he's making the point that, and what we were getting to and alluding to earlier, he's making the point that if you spend your 20 bucks, you've played the game for a year and a half or two years. You've got... Let's just let's let's be realistic and just say two or three hundred hours. Mm-hmm. It probably would be way more than that, but we'll say two or three hundred. How do you have the right then to complain <laughs> about the game? You paid twenty bucks for three hundred hours of enjoyment, and that's why is that not enough? Like, and 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 I was saying to you earlier. So what happens often in games like this is the people that are not happy are the only ones being vocal. So you've got yes. let's say me. You've got me, and I'm playing Rust. And I love the game. So I'm like, this is great. I hope they add some more stuff in the future, but it's pretty great. And you've got you, and you don't like the game. You wish that the guns did more damage or something. So you mm-hmm. just start complaining. Like, the guns need to do more damage. More, 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 more. Well, I'm not saying anything because I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You're saying things because you're unhappy. Then they change stuff to make you happy. The stuff you change then ruins the game for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. That's that's stupid. So I start complaining. Uh-huh. And then I complain that this is broken, that's broken, and then they fix it to make me happy thus making you unhappy with the next change. Uh-huh. And so it's like an unending cycle. So I totally get where he's coming from. And and as a developer, in this day and age, like you, the, the people that you make these games for have more access to you than they ever did before. Yes. And, that's, and it's almost not a good thing because we were saying this earlier, but when did it change from somebody taking an idea and creating it and hoping it, that people would like it to sitting there listening to the fans nonstop complain and just making what they're complaining about. You almost want to think that you could put some of the onus on on the game developers themselves. They almost enabled it in some respects because they did say, oh, you know, people really don't like that the guns do enough damage. We should probably make an update to it. And... It goes back to, you know, I think about the games that I enjoy playing are usually on, you know, regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, my GameCube, my PlayStation Mm -hmm. 2. Those games aren't connected to the internet. They're not getting updates left, right, and center. I play the same Mario, Super Mario Brothers game that I did in 1987. Right. It, it, to me, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, and it and, and that's really what early access has done. And I, I, like my example that is one of the worst defenders is one of the first defenders, and that's Minecraft. So I started playing Minecraft, like when I think it was ten bucks, and you would buy it, and if you bought it, they said you get access to this game for life. Now that wasn't through Steam early access. This was pre-Steam early access. Old timer. And uh, and there was just a website. You just made an account and downloaded the game, and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, it was pretty cool. And, uh, but when I played the game, you couldn't even take damage and you couldn't do damage to other people. There was no damage system. So you couldn't even get half the items in the game, like meat and stuff. Cause you couldn't kill. We had to trick, we had to basically start a fire and then trick somebody to walk in the fire. <laughs> you had to hit like the animals into it and then like they wouldn't take damage, but they would get hit into the fire and then the fire would, um, kill them eventually. And then okay. you got meat from that. So that's like oh, how we got around that. Nice. And you know, it was what it was, but I played that game for probably a solid six months to a year. I had a lot of fun with it. I had people coming onto our server. We'd build stuff. We was like building castles, doing some fun stuff. And then I was done with the game after, let's say, realistically, a couple hundred hours. So I'm done with the game, and now because of its early access, I don't want to play that game anymore. I just I'm done with it. I I played it and it was fun and I'm done. But I don't get to see any of the cool stuff that came after I quit. Sure. I mean, yeah, anytime I want, I could go back, but I just don't want to because I feel like I exhausted the game. So what I don't understand about people that are playing Rust for a thousand hours and still complaining, how have they not exhausted that game? I <laughs> like, know. Like, is there literally nothing else that they want to play? I mean, I, I, I don't get that because, and I know me working full time and doing things like this and doing, like, I've got a lot of projects I do, so, like, I don't have a ton of time to play games, but when I, so when I do, like, I try to play games that make me happy and I try to play a lot of different stuff. Like, I don't have all the free right. time in the world. I wouldn't want to play a game that I absolutely hated. I would try and find a different game. I gave 
the game Ico a chance. I, I didn't enjoy it because I felt I didn't get enough direction on what to yep. do, how to play. The booklet was no help. And I didn't want to go online and try and figure out how to play this game. So what I did is I stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you know what? Life <laughs> is too short for me to play this terrible game. Life's too short to do some things. It's, Wait, so... Life's too short to eat generic cereal. <laughs> Yeah, go I'm on. trying to think of another one. Oh, and to um, and to uh, you know, to buy games that you don't enjoy playing. It, it's it doesn't make sense it, to me. Why would you? It's almost people enjoy the fact that they're complaining, but then you have to wonder: Are they getting responses from other developers that that are more? kowtowing and enabling right. like i mentioned before we're like oh you know we've heard what you've said and we're we're changing it and there's going to be a great big update if i if i don't like it i i'm not going to force myself to play it just to play it hmm. i don't i don't understand yeah it's i don't know it, it's just and, and but here here's where i start to then start because i say right let's not be hypocrites right and i think to myself one thing i really hate is arrogant devs that don't listen to their fans but then i don't like devs that only listen like where's the happy medium for me like i feel like i i'm torn on this right now because it's all about your what are you trying to get to are you trying to create a game that you constantly need to update and you constantly you know take fan comments into consideration you can build a game that does just that but if that's not what you want, which it seems like this Gary, Gary, mm-hmm. what's Newman. his name? Gary Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, what it sounds like what Gary Newman wants is to have a game that they are. They say this is it, and we've really, which is probably why it's been in early access for three years because they want to make sure it's the game that people want, so they're not ready to get it out of beta. I don't even know what that game would be when it's complete. Like it's I a survival game. Well, isn't it? yeah, I haven't played it for a couple years, but the survival game, like we would get, we would get to the end game pretty early, and then you're just kind of like, okay. So then the idea was, oh, you're supposed to just fight other players oh. and have base battles and stuff. Like you'd build your base, you'd forge for stuff, eventually get to the point where you're making guns, mm-hmm. and you know it's a very primal game. Um, you know, but then you obviously get technology and stuff. And when I when I played the game. There were towns that had zombies, essentially, that oh. you could kill some zombies, and then they would drop loot, and you would loot the town. But they took that out, because they thought it was stupid. So I'm like, okay, so now there's no zombies anymore. It's just person-on-person and surviving, and that's fine. But I don't see, like, what is going to make this a complete finished game. Like, where do they go from where they are now to being finished? And they apparently have a vision. But is that vision... What has... Is it been three years because they keep changing what the consumer wants? Or is the consumer changing? In three years, the consumers are changing. And you have so much competition come out, and like one of the biggest survival games is Ark. So Ark came out, and you can't tell me that those guys didn't look at Ark and say, okay, well, maybe we should change some stuff, because we had a whole bunch of people stop playing our game and playing Ark. Or our people are complaining, saying, hey, Ark does this, you should do this. Mm-hmm. So did they take time out? and then... So the game in three years completely changes. You know? Or are people just not satisfied with the fact that it's a survival game? And Destructoid makes a really good comment about that where if you're not familiar with survival games they go on to say grinding for resources is pretty much the majority of the gameplay so if the player base is upset about something so core to the game something's probably off yeah maybe the wrong people are playing the game the people who are like i thought this was going to be something completely different and i've watched you play seven days to die Mm, yeah yes yeah i don't think that looks fun (laughs) at all Because to it's me, not really. there's no because to me, as a person who loves RPGs yeah. as much as I do, I don't I don't understand the point. Survival games. <laughs> like I get it. You're supposed to survive. Okay, that's the point. Yes, I get it. Yeah. But I don't see the the point. <laughs> Survival games are interesting because like they're difficult. Like you watch us play Don't Starve. Yes. You know, so that that was cute. So, you know, that was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But Don't Starve Together was still kind of like... That was the one that was kind of like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim like Burton. Hand-drawn and like we got the dark comes and then we got killed by spiders a hundred times. The animation yeah. alone was very, very cool. Was yeah. enough to make me want to play. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so, you know, and something like Stardew Valley, 
is essentially a survival game. You just can't really die in it. <laughs> you know, but but Rust is straight up like you start off and you're you're just you're just Are you naked? You're, you're dead naked, yeah. Yeah, and and your Steam ID and all these random numbers, um, they dictate the size of different uh members. Uh we'll leave it at Are that. Are you talking about schlongs? Yeah, yeah, dongers. Or the chance of being, you know, male or female even in the game. So Oh, so they somehow take your ID and they, they take randomize some they it. take like your Steam key ID or something and they oh. randomize it. Well, I mean that kinda makes sense. So sure, why not? You know? It, I like that better than, you know, spending two hours trying to figure out what it looked like. Yeah, or just like having a slide where everyone just picks the biggest donger they can. So uh-huh. But anyway, I've said donger enough today. Uh, and moving on. I got to say schlong. But that's um, twice. So, <laughs> and you can never use it again. But yeah, what? so I don't I don't know the game the game's fun but it's it's this really weird kind of like it's difficult. And then you've got this really cool progression tree of well I've got to explore, but then I've got to build. And so it 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 goes back to our Lego kid growing up building mm-hmm. things kind of, you know, mentality, but then there's also this difficulty to it which challenges me as a gamer and I really like that. And then there's a little bit of a competitive side to it because if there's other players there's this almost like a fear factor because when you die you typically, like, start over somewhere else and lose everything you had. Like, oh. if you can get back to your body, you can pick your stuff up if the other Neat. guy didn't loot it. Ah. So that's really frustrating if you're playing for a long time and then you die. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of cool knowing that you could kill somebody else and take his stuff. Like, say someone's irritating you and running around and picking all the shrubs you were going to pick, and you're like, just kill the guy. Yeah. Just, like, just, just like, you know, the world used to be when it was a great place. What, back Before when we laws. were like cavemen? Yeah, you just bash someone's, someone. Someone dragged your wife to their cave by her hair. You just bash their head in with a rock. Oh my god. And some cavemen did. I don't know. I don't, I'm is, not really a history is, guy. Well, according to what I know, I know about prehistoric history, it's from the Flintstones. Okay. Nobody was bashing anybody in the head with hammers. Ba- or... Bam Bam literally bashed everyone's head in with a club every episode. Literally. Touché. So, anywho... Um, but anyway, so yeah, it, so it's a, it's a fun game, but I, you know, getting back to everything, the problem is that games are being shaped by the players yes. before they're finished. Yeah. And I don't think I like that. I don't mind patching after the fact. I don't mind if a game comes out and someone goes, man, if you just change the reload speed of this gun, it would make it more balanced. And if you did this, it would change it. But that's constructive. Right. That's not just complaining. This right. game isn't fun and it's stupid and well, not being and that's why I think he said in his comment on Reddit that if you're actually playing it regularly and enjoy it, we want to hear from you guys. Not from the people who are spending right. all this time and they're just ending up complaining about it and not being constructive. Like a guy that I work with um who actually manages the IT department says, don't come to me with a problem. You better come to me with a solution. Because yep. otherwise you're just complaining. Yeah, that that's the that's the idea of retail management essentially too, is it was like, you know, don't don't come to me with problems. Come to me you can tell me about the problem once you figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Unless you can't figure out how to fix it, then I'll help you. But like don't just come to me and start telling me all the problems. But Right. And it's okay not to know what to do, but you have to want you that's another thing we say at work. You gotta wanna mm-hmm. you gotta wanna change it. You can't just piss and moan about it well and then my last point about it before we we let all these fine folks go is at what point do like the people complaining are they just complaining because they suck at it <laughs> you know like how many how many times do i complain about rocket league and i'm just like oh like how many times do i say this and i'm gonna i'll admit this embarrassingly now just for you because it's just you and me here okay and i'll say how many times do I say that's just the game being the game where some stupid lucky shot rolls in? I say it all the <laughs> yep. time. I said it earlier. Yes, you did. Now, is that me? Like, do, am I saying the game? What, what could I fix about the game? We all hit the ball at the same time and then it bounced off the wall, off the ceiling, and went in the goal. Like, there's nothing to fix about that. Like, no. you can't, oh, goals that bounce off the wall don't count. Well, that's, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so I just need to get good and, uh, yeah, and stop well, sucking. Well, and some of it is luck. And some of, of it is game is gameplay experience, and some of it is talent. But I I, I don't to me it's it, I don't think you could play and play and play and play and get really 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 good at like I don't think it's that mm-hmm. kind of game. Like you don't the game is the gameplay is so fast that I think it would be really difficult to have some sort of technique and some sort of way to get better unless there was some sort of 
slow-mo type right. of arena where you could practice. Yeah, totally. But I don't think that exists. Yeah. That would be constructive. Hey, I'd really like to learn more about how to get this certain move, and I'd like to practice at increasingly fast speeds. So could we have, like, a practice arena where it's just me and the ball, and I do all my bicycle kicks and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and practice right. against, you know, if I choose to have um, some NPC players in there, sure. But maybe I just want to do it by myself, and you should be able to configure something like that, to give somebody the opportunity to practice without being in the moment, like yeah. you would with any sport. Yeah, I, I agree. So, you know, but anyway, it's just... So, if people again, who make Rocket League, who are they? Uh, oh... Uh, oh jeez! Oh man! Uh, oh gosh! I'm sorry, Rocket League guys. Oh my god! Uh, it's there, there's there's some it. guys from somewhere, but That's uh, helpful. as as always, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and thank you as always. Um, we're getting to the season, so next week is a couple days before Christmas, and Jen is going to be out. Of the country. Of the country. Sweet. So I might still do a podcast, but I might take a week off. Because the following week, I don't think we'll be back yet anyway. No, I will be back uh, on that Wednesday. Oh, okay. So, so I'll be very you'll be jet lagged. So we'll have um, fun with Jen. So maybe maybe Thursday we will. Maybe. You know, I'm not quite sure because that, you know, that's a lot of travel and stuff. But uh, who makes it? Psionics. Psion I knew. Oh, I knew that. I was just about so to say So Psionics, please consider adding a practice mode. Apparently, actually, there's an update coming where... Like, you can practice all kinds of weird stuff. It'll be like, oh, the ball keeps bouncing off the wall, and you can jump and, like, aerial it off and stuff. See? So, look at that. Yeah. So, They're smart. So they listened to you already. They did. Uh, but as always, guys, um, thank you very much for listening. Everyone have a great uh, Christmas holiday season, a happy new year. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. And as always, you can tweet us questions for the show. We haven't been getting many lately. No. I wish we had some. I, yeah. I had some banked, but, you know, like, people aren't asking us questions anymore, so we're out of them, um, and, which is fine. Um, but I'm at Game Trade Greg. On Twitter, mm -hmm. Jen's at Game Talk Jen. Game Talk Jen. Had we different? And tweet us at and do questions and, and whatever. And uh, but anyway, um, we really appreciate you guys as always, and just have a good holiday season, happy New Year, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 bye.